Good morning, church camp family. Come on, stand to your feet this morning. Who's glad to be in the house? Come on, put your hands up. When night is falling, when fear is calming, still you're calling me. When faith is lost and my hope exhausted, you will be my strength. When my mind says I'm not good enough, God, you're enough for me. I've decided I'm not giving up. You won't give up on me.
chase down my heart through all of my failure and pride on hill you created the light of the world abandoning darkness to die Ooh. and as you speak a hundred billion failures disappear who believes that when you lost your life so I could find it here if you left the grave behind you so will I I can see your heart in everything you've done every part design in a work of art called love if you gladly chose surrender so will I I can see your heart a billion different ways every precious one child you die to save if you gave your life to love them so will I like you would again But what measure could amount to your desire? You're the one who never leaves the one behind Like you would, like you would again a hundred billion times oh, But what measure could amount to your desire? Before I came to God, I tried to fill it with things of the world. I tried to fill it with the drinking, the partying. I thought I was having a good time. But when God touched me one day and he filled me with the Holy Ghost, I knew that there was something that I had been missing. 
that I longed for that I didn't even know existed in this world. And it's called the power of the Holy Spirit. And he wants to infiltrate every one of our lives. He calls us the temple of the Holy Ghost. Our bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit. So that wherever we go, wherever we walk, he's walking with us. But only he can fill that void deep down in our heart. How many of you have been touched by God? How many of you have had that God-sized hole in your heart filled by his presence and his power? Amen. Isn't it an awesome thing? It's an awesome thing. You have the Spirit of God inside of you. The Spirit of Christ is in you. Go ahead and use this mic. The Spirit of the Lord is inside of you, and everything, everything that God wants to do is just at the mention of his name. That at the name of Jesus, at the name of Jesus, you see, we come in the name of the risen Christ. And when he rose again, he ascended on high, and then he led captivity captive beforehand. But when he ascended up, the intent was to return and send his spirit and put it inside of you. So the presence of God, when you possess it, you are the temple. And where you go, God goes. And when you need God, God goes. God works. God does. At the mention of his name. So there is no force. There is no diabolical sanction that can be placed over the avenues of blessings in your life. You have the right to veto. You have the right to speak against as a legislator and an ambassador of the spirit law that God has placed inside of you. You make the declaration what comes into your life and what goes out of your life. So let's just begin to speak that right now. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we do not accept any negativities and things that have been sown into our life this past week. We expel them. We, God, give them an exodus out of our life and command them, God, to leave now in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. There is no God. We do not allow idols in the temple. But what association does idols have with the temple of God? So we, God, cancel every assignment. We cancel every strategy. We scramble up the communication between devils. We speak against familiar spirits, God, and say, only the Holy Spirit is allowed in our life. And we make and we declare that we are blessed today, that we are above and not beneath, that we are the head and not the tail, that we are blessed in the city, blessed outside the city, that we have favor in our life, that we walk in the supernatural hand in the waters, in the order of God's Spirit in our life. So we say we are covered by the blood. Angels walk with us. The word of the Lord is released inside of us. And we will have a blessed week and a blessed day. In Jesus' name we pray. And somebody say amen. Amen. As our elders and as our elders come up and, and our prayer partners, if you will, let's just agree together. If you need someone to agree with you on something specific going on in your life, then that's what they're here for. They know how to pray and agree with you and know that God can. And let's pray for the needs that are up here. Don't forget to pray for these three special needs, Mary and Pierre, Jacquinette. Mary is, I believe, still in the hospital right now. Is that correct? Yes, she's still in the hospital. Anita, we're believing God for complete healing, Anita. Receive that. And for our dear friend, Bubba Christian, 
God is also in the hospital. But if you have a need, God sees it. Let's just lift up our hands right now. Father, in the name of Jesus. Come on, let's worship with them. Lift up your voice. Stretch out your hands. Claim on me. Yeah, come on, let's sing it again. They came. Then came. 
we like to read off the praise reports that have been submitted throughout the week. The dealership agreed to pay three months of our new car payments. Thank you, Jesus. We are so thankful that God provided the finances to pay off our debts. Thank you. You serve a God that can provide every single need. Jesus. Well, my name's Brooklyn, and we want to welcome you to church. Here at Covenant Life Center, we believe that there is no better place than to be in God's house. And church family, can we welcome any first, second, or third time guests? Let's show them some love. We are so happy that you are here. And if you have any praise, prayer requests, you can submit it at the Connection Center on the website or on our app under Sign Up. Well, church family, turn to your neighbor, give them a high five, tell them that you're happy to see them this morning. And turn your attentions to the screens for this week's video announcements.
Welcome to Covenant. We are so glad you joined us. If you're new today, we ask that you fill out a first-time guest card and drop it off at the Connection Center. Download our app for all things happening at Covenant. Here's a look at what's to come. Your family is invited to come party with us and celebrate all God has done through our team this year. Our Dream Team Christmas Party is on Friday, December 20th at 7 p.m. in the main. There will be free food, giveaways, family fun, and more. Nursery care is available for children up to two years old. This year, we will be partnering with Angel Tree, a program of Prison Fellowship, to reach out and share the love of Christ by providing Christmas gifts and biblical resources for children of prisoners. Email info at clcvictoria.org if you'd like to sponsor a child or for more information. Sign-ups to sponsor close on December 18th. On December 15th, YA will be having a Christmas party at 101 Antietam Drive at 7 p.m. There will be games, prizes, and a competition to see who wins this year's Christmas Olympics. Bring a dish and some friends. Join us for our annual Christmas candlelight service on Sunday, December 22nd at 10.30 a.m. Pastor Bobby will be delivering an inspiring message. And after, we will have a Christmas photo booth and hot chocolate. Join us for this special service. Thanks again for joining us today. Remember, all information can be found on the website or on our app. Enjoy the rest of service. Amen. Let's give our media team a hand clap for that. Worship team, ushers, greeters. Let's give the whole dream team a hand clap right now. Let's show them some honor for all what they do each and every service. I'm telling you, it's not easy to get here early to serve, but it takes somebody with a special heart. Amen. They have that. They have that special heart. Let's give that a hang up. Let's give Jesus a hand clap while we're here. We're here for Jesus. Amen. Hey, my name is Caleb. Uh, if you don't know me, I'm the YA director here at CLC. And if there's any first-time guests in the house, let me say welcome to the family. I'm so glad that you're here. Let's give them a hand clap, any first-time guests in the house. If this is your first time, uh, there's a welcome home card in front of you. Fill it out. This helps us to get to know you better. Uh, this helps us to know how to serve you better so you can be part of the family. And also, if you have not taken Connection Point class yet, uh, which is a one-time uh, a month class that you take to get to know our history, uh, our values, and also more about your spiritual gifts, if you haven't taken that yet, we encourage you to take Connection Point. Uh, as you know here at CLC, there's always something going on. We're, who's thankful that we're a church that moves, right? We're not a stagnant church. We're a church of movement. There's always something going on. So I want to remind you all about our uh, service this coming Sunday on the 22nd, our candlelight service. Now, this is a special service. It's going to be different. There's going to be some surprises instilled for y'all. And so y'all do not want to miss it. It's going to be a powerful uh, move of God. It's going to take place on the 22nd. So be sure to be some friends and be there on the 22nd. Uh, this coming weekend. And also, uh, what's going on for our CARES event this uh, month is our Angel Tree. Our Angel Tree Outreach. Who has already got some uh, gifts for the Angel Tree, right? We've already been getting some gifts. We got that moving. And so what I want to uh, remind y'all of is that the last time that we can give our donations towards Angel Tree is going to be this Wednesday. Everybody say, this Wednesday. This Wednesday. And so if you still have 
uh, to give on your heart or to donate towards Angel Tree on your heart, be sure to do that by Wednesday uh, because then that following Saturday is when we're actually going to hand out all those Christmas gifts uh, to those children who otherwise would not know a Christmas gift. Amen. Isn't, doesn't it feel good to give, right? It's good to give, but it's great to give. Amen. There's something eternal about giving out of your heart. And also something that I want to announce that's awesome is that we have gotten the okay and we are partnering with the South Blood uh, Tissue Center uh, to have a blood drive next month here at CLC. Let's give that a hand clap. So this is this announcement. Put this in your calendar. On um, That's actually not right. It's a Saturday. It's not on the Sunday. It's on a Saturday, uh, January 18th. Um, but put that in your calendar. Don't put the Sunday in your calendar. Put that Saturday. But who who's thinks it's awesome that we're going to be able to get to our community next month? There's always a need for blood that's saving lives. Amen. Uh, so I want to announce that we're partnering with uh, South Texas Blood and Tissue Center. They are so grateful uh, that we're going to do this for them. And so be sure uh, that we want to make sure that we show that CLC this hold, doesn't hold anything back. That we're going to go all out. We're going to give as many donations as possible. So put that in your calendar for next month. Also, for the last announcement for tonight, I know I'm speaking a lot, uh, but we have our YA Christmas party tonight. YAs, let me hear you. Let me hear you, YA. Got a few of them. All right, I heard y'all, so y'all have to be there, all right? So tonight, we have our YA Christmas party at 101 Antietam. There's going to be games, uh, ping pong tournaments. Uh, there's going to be uh, karaoke, karaoke, an ugly sweater uh, contest. There's going to be so many things going on, you do not want to miss it. So if you know anybody between the age of 18 and 30, drag them along with you. The party is tonight at 6 at 101 Antietam, so you do not want to miss it. I encourage all, ways to be, all YAs to be there. Uh, but with that being said, the one last thing I want to mention is that we have a TBI graduate in the house. Let's give that a hand clap. Three, three young people from CLC actually graduated from Texas Bible Institute. Uh, let's give that a hand clap. Two of them. We had uh, Joshua Sanchez, Chris Wiedemeyer, and Sebastian Herrera. But uh, Chris and Josh are in the house tonight. But Sebastian is. Stand up. Go ahead and stand up, Sebastian. Let's honor him. Give them a hand clap. Great job, man. We are proud of you. Uh, he, actually, he actually graduated from TBI yesterday. And he was up and early at the church serving today. So God did something in him over that time. Let's give that a hand clap. Great job, man. Say, Sebastian, continue doing what you're doing. Don't worry about everything else. Just focus on Jesus. It's sky's the limit. Amen. Sky's the limit. So with that being said, I want to welcome up the ushers as we get ready for a time of giving. Who is excited about giving this morning? I want to get excited about giving. It's really what, what we're doing is that we are activating heaven when we give over our lives. We're giving heaven permission because God can't bless what you don't give to him. But when we give our finances to God, God can now bless it. If there's one thing I've learned is that Jesus is way better of being a financial advisor than I am. And as much as I save, as much as I do, if I'm not tithing, if I'm not giving to God, there's no way that God can bless it and that it can grow. You see, man can add, the enemy subtracts, but only God multiplies. Amen. And I want to see fruit in my life. And CLC, the church, this is good ground. This is ground where you can plant your seed and you can see the fruit coming from cares drives and blood drives. We're always helping people because 
as much as we love everything, it's all about people, right? It's all about people. It's all about God and people. That's our heart here at CLC. There's four ways you can give. You can give um, in person, by text, online, or you can do a reoccurring giving. With that being said, church family, let's as the band plays, let's get ready to give. Let's get ready for today's message. y'all look beautiful this morning. Uh, how's everyone doing this morning? Well, how many of y'all know it's the season to be a blessing? This that time of the season to be a blessing. And I just have a question. How many of you have been blessed by our pastors and all that they pour into our lives? We're going to take this time so that we can be a blessing into their lives. We're going to take a second offering for the Vereda family and their pastors. We love you guys and just give with your hearts. Come on down.
very kind of y'all, very kind of y'all to do that. Thank you for doing that. Uh, no, no one knows. No one knows. We have needs like you all have needs, and we have desires like you all have. And our prayer for you is that you would have a great Christmas as well, that you have a great time with your family, and and it's really it's really necessary for you to experience to experience the blessings of God in your life. It really is. When you come together and you bless someone else, remember, what you do for others, God will make happen for you. That's for everyone. So for those of you who gave and were thoughtful and mindful of that, consider, uh, I'm going to tell you, it's, it is good ground. Our whole family, we work, our children work very hard. And uh, it's a blessing for you to bless them. And so I look at you doing that, I look at you as blessing my children, because they don't make a lot of money, let's be honest, uh, but, but, but this goes a long ways for us, so thank you guys, thank you so much, let's give the Lord a hand clap, God is good, God is good, now, every single week, we're very prayerful, very mindful of what we're assigned to do, what we've been called to do as a church as we do God's will as we begin to fulfill God's calling in our life we understand that the fruit of our labor really is what God is doing in your life that that really is the fruit of our labor the joy that we have Paul said I have no greater joy than to know that my children walk in truth now he was speaking as a father that God's children and his offspring spiritually. The apostle Paul was, was a, a man, a leader, an overseer. But, but whenever he taught, the intent was to do God's will. And that if that's your greatest desire to see God work, God not only will take care of you, because remember, you're working for God. How many of you believe you're working for God? Maybe you're unemployed. I don't know. There's no reason to be unemployed when you've got a God who says, hey, I, I got something for you to do. I've learned that even when I was in construction and I was unemployed, if I did the work of God during that season, he took care of me. And it wasn't the government. It was the kingdom of God. Yeah. So we always have an assignment with him. But when you realize your assignment and you get the mentality that God wants to use me, God needs me. I, I, I need God, but you know, he, he wants me more than needs me. Then that'll be a paradigm shift in your thinking because you are valuable. Say it with me. I am valuable. I have a purpose. And God wants to use me. Tell somebody, we've got a super savior, don't we? That's what this shirt means, super savior. Turn to someone else and tell them, and God wants to super anoint me. Are you ready for the word of God? Come on, stand to your feet. <clears throat> Grab your Bibles. Let's turn to the word of Actually, be seated again. Uh, psych. <laughs> That's so funny. I'm so used to the routine. And this Sunday, I said, oh, I have no scripture text. I'm just going to teach you. Well, I forgot. So you can start rolling anytime you want to start rolling. Listen, 
You can go ahead, Haley. Thank you. We're done. This series we're talking about, the gift of Christ, is so relevant to us. What we desire for you to catch, what we desire for you to grab a hold of in your heart during this sermon series is that the true gift of Christ is the anointing. Being anointed, because that in relation to our relationship with him is the Spirit of God. The Spirit of God. The Spirit of God is real. God is real. God moves. But he does it through people who are recipients and who believe that he wants to change the world through you. When God saves you, when God's blood is applied into your life by faith, we are now candidates for the anointing and the Spirit of God. The greatest gift, of course, outside of that primarily was the birth of Christ, his life that was given, and, but the end result, and we have to remember that he did it all for a reason. He did it so you can be helped. Someone say, the helper. Someone say, he's the comforter. He told the disciples this, that he would comfort them and not leave them comfortless and give them peace, not as the world gives, but as I give. And there is a special touch from God that comes into our life. But there is something very unique that the prophets of the Old Testament looked into but never obtained. Now, the anointing came on certain individuals at certain times. See, we can all feel like, you know, that we're incapable, but God doesn't look at your talents or abilities. He looks at your availability and those who have made themselves available in the scripture. They were anointed, and there were two kinds of you. There's the carnal you, and there's the anointed you. I like the anointed me. I like the Bobby that is used by God, that is available to God to make himself available to people. And in that moment, there's a transition if you've never experienced the anointing in your life or know how it functions, this is what this whole series is about. It's about getting you to a place to function under the anointing of God that he has for you in your life. Moses was anointed to bring Israel out of Egypt. Joshua was anointed to take the promised land. There are so many. Samson was anointed to kill the Philistines and the enemies of Israel. Jesus was anointed to change the world and the apostles and the prophets and the teachers and the pastors and the evangelists. Everyone has a ministry and a calling in their life and you are anointed to make a difference in this world. Mama, you are anointed 
to watch over your family, to see your children prosper, to get rid of all the enemies that attack your family, your marriages. You are anointed to defeat the devil. But not just to defeat, but to see how God can give you ground and move forward. So this Sunday morning, we have to talk about, we, last week we talked about taking the steps and walking in his presence, how the anointing visits people who walk with him, right? This week, we have to talk about the mindset and the paradigm shift that you have to have in order to engage with it. Anybody can be anointed as long as you have the proper mindset. Would you like to begin? How many of you are ready to learn? Are you ready? Let's get ready. The first thing you have to do, you have to believe. That may sound simple, but belief is where the anointing begins. Curiosity will not bring the anointing. Do you remember the definition of anointing that I gave you last week or the week before? It was the Spirit of God working through you to accomplish His will. It is the power of God working through you. And did you know that God will anoint you at work? How many of you, well, how, how many of you have your own business? Raise your hand. Do you know that God will anoint you if you make Him the CEO of your business and He will anoint you to reach out to those that you are helping? Business owners are problem solvers. They are there to solve problems for people. But he will anoint you and your business. How many of you work for someone? Raise your hand. You know that God wants to anoint you on your job? And there will come a day you never have to ask for a raise. God will just give you one through the anointing because you are doing a good job. And you're, you've learned how to shift your paradigm. You've learned how to have a paradigm shift. And you have learned that you are anointed to work on that job for Jesus. You may have a boss, but you work for Jesus. You're there to serve him. He can anoint that. So belief is the very first thing that has to happen in your mind. This is why spiritual enlightenment, enlightenment through teaching is so very important and crucial. It will help shed light on the truth and the faith that you have will be ignited once someone teaches you, once someone helps you. There's a lot of, I feel like I'm in a box. There is so much that God wants to do. You must believe that the anointing exists so God can use you. The anointing exists because God wanted to use you you and so what qualifies us for this is one simple truth the blood of jesus what qualifies you is the one simple truth that god paid the price for you to be acceptable we've all made mistakes we all fell. You may, you may be even feeling condemned right now. Maybe you did something this past week that you know maybe wasn't right. It, it, you know, but here's the good news. In the split moment, in the second you believe 
you believe that the blood of Jesus is more powerful than your mistake. That the blood of Jesus is more powerful than your failure. You have now gotten rid of the condemnation if you really believe it. Afterwards, you thank God for it and you say, Lord, thank you for being so gracious to me. Thank you for loving me because, you see, you have to understand that you have a purpose and that you have an assignment. Most people who don't realize their purpose and why God made them don't even have a, 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 an urge to go to God for forgiveness or don't even feel it. Because why would I even ask for that? The only thing that drives them to, to do it is the fear of going to hell. And you don't want to live that kind of life. Honestly, that's a miserable life. That's a religious life. I better ask God for forgiveness because I don't want to go to hell. Every morning I wake up. I have a routine in my life. I have a personal routine that I do. I follow the tabernacle plan. I do. The first thing that happened in the tabernacle was they had an altar of sacrifice. And there was a transference of that person's sin to the animal that was shed. It's blood in the body that was broken. But Jesus took the place of those animals. But before those priests could enter into the Holy of Holies, they first had to come and experience the forgiveness and the mercy of God. And they had to be forgiven. And the people had to be forgiven because the priest had to make intercession for them. So every single morning, I don't care if I felt like I failed or succeeded. I, if I felt like I don't have anything, I always thank him for the blood every morning. I thank him for the blood. I personally, in my personal life, I take communion every day. Except on Saturdays and Sundays. because We have it here. I take communion during the week every day because I'm reminded of what Jesus did for me. The body that was broken, the blood that was shed, I do it because I never, never, ever want to forget what the Lord has done for me. <laughs> never want to forget. But I want you to make a confession with me. Are you ready? I want you to make a confession. Will you repeat this after me? And will you say it at the top of your lungs as much as you can without blowing the person's eardrums next to you? Will you say this with me? Are you ready? Say, Lord Jesus, I thank you for the cross and for sending the Holy Spirit to me after your ascension to the Father. I open myself. Say it again. I open myself to the works of the Holy Spirit in my life. And through my life, say, I believe that your anointing for every spiritual gift, for healing, for discernment, for prophesying, for wisdom, for knowledge, for miracles, signs and wonders, is my portion today. And I am made worthy through the blood of Jesus Christ. Somebody give him some praise right now. Condemnation and feeling like you've 
done something wrong, you know you're doing something wrong, will keep you from confessing, moving forward, and accepting that God wants to anoint you. I'm going to tell you something. Without the anointing, none of us would be here. At least you wouldn't be in this building because we wouldn't be here. I would never step up here without God's anointing. I, don't, I refuse to step up here without God's anointing. And I do know unless I am covered by the blood, unless I've been in the holy place and allowed the holy of holies to enter into my life, I am never going to step up here because I'll be wasting your time, I'll be wasting God's time, and we won't get anything done, but we'll just become another, well, religion. Do you know that that if the anointing wasn't in our life, then, then we just become, the Bible just becomes just a book of history. Without the anointing, the Bible it just becomes history. You want the anointing in your life. You know every demon that you face cannot face the anointing. But the belief system that you have has to be that God is anointing me. Turn to someone and tell them you're super anointed because you serve a super Savior. Listen to this. When you choose to believe, it pleases God. You want to please God? How many of you want to please God? You please God. Well, let me tell you, the Bible says without faith, it is impossible to please him. You have to start believing. You have to start believing. I believe in visualizing things and seeing things and imagination such a powerful thing. The imagination that God has given us needs to be exercised. Well, I'll tell you what. I'm going to get off track for a second. But Disney Plus... I just love it. I don't care what you say. I'm canceling Netflix. That's all I'm saying. And there's a documentary on there. How many of you have seen it with Walt Disney? Imagineering? I, I, I just, the imagination that this guy had and the people that laughed at him because he imagined and he wanted to fulfill that imagination, but he believed. And so, you know, I'm thinking to myself, it all started with a mouse. He believed in a mouse. Folks, what's wrong with us when God's given us the faith to believe in a lion? The lion of the tribe of Judah and the Lamb of God. And if we can allow our imagination to do what God intended it to do, to see yourself anointed, being used by God, being fulfilled by God, to ex execute his will in this earth, there's no telling what's going to happen in your life in the next few months. There's no telling what's going to happen in your life in the next few months if you start believing. Number two is desire. You know, the law of attraction was created by God. The law of attraction was God's idea. When you begin to desire, desire is a very strong, considerable force that will draw things into your life. 
How many times have you desired something, all of a sudden it just came to you? How many of you had that happen before? How many of you had that happen before and it wasn't even a God thing? You just kind of thought, mm, man, I would love to have this right now. Maybe it was a dessert, and you know you shouldn't have had dessert. <laughs> happened to me this past week. Don't tell my coach. How many of you have desired something in God and God blessed you with it and you didn't even have to ask? How many, come on, somebody. Desire is one of the strongest weapons and utilized tools not being used by the church. Jesus emphatically, well, you know, he taught the apostles. And the apostles came and taught us and said, set your affections not on, things, not on the things of this world, but on things above for a reason. Because the importance of transitioning your affections and your desire on the things that are in heaven are significant to seeing things on the earth change. When you desire spiritual change, I promise you, it won't be long, physical change will come. The secret is having a strong, strong desire, learning how to build that desire, being focused on, on that one desire. There are so many scriptures that give the indication to this. Just as your thoughts and your mind will attract general things in your life, your desires are great, a great spiritual tool to attract spiritual things in your life. That's why the Lord said, whatever you desire when you pray, ask and you shall receive. He wasn't talking about just desiring. Now we're talking kingdom. But he wasn't talking about things. He was talking about his will. Now, if you need a certain type of vehicle to fulfill the will of God, uh, he, he, desire that thing and he'll give it to you. I remember when we first started the church, we said to ourselves, well, we really need a van. Now, the problem we had was is that we asked God for a van, but we weren't specific, so we got whatever was available. I have learned specifics help. So God gave us a van that we bought for $500, and that was going to pick up all of our new congregants. We went down to the Motel, ceased to be Motel 6. I don't know if it's still, no Six Flags, sorry. I don't even know if Six Flags is still around. But that's where our church lived. And we'd go and pick them up. And our prayer was this. This was our prayer. We desired it. God, send us to people no one wants. Well, God gave them to us. And we had to pay them to come to church. That's the truth. I can say this. None of them are here with us anymore. That's okay. They moved on. God has blessed them. Thank you, Jesus. But we had to take care and buy their groceries. We wanted to take care of them. We wanted to bless them. But the reality of it was we were so desperate of just 10 of us being in that hotel. We were there. We started with nothing and no one. We didn't take people from other churches and do all these things. We, we literally started off with people who had no home and church home. 
They had already left churches. They had already had their desire to, to do something. And we didn't know what to do, but all we knew how to do was desire that God would bring people. And the people we desired is who God brought. And what they needed, we desired it and prayed it, and God gave it. You understand what I'm trying to tell you this Sunday morning? Where are you at and the purpose of God for your life and for your family? And what do you need in order to accomplish God's will? What do you need? You see, you can be used by God in any area of your life. You can be used by God in any area. Your desires are so powerful in attracting things that even God grants you these things because he sees your desires. Psalms 37 and 4 says, Delight yourself also in the Lord, and he shall give you the desires of your heart. Notice the two. Your desire and your delight for God have to be one. The two have to be one. That's the challenge for the church. When the church begins to desire the things of God, watch out, mama. I'm telling you right now, when the church desires to see people filled with the baptism of the Holy Spirit, watch out, it's fixing to happen all over the place. When the church desires to see people that have cancer healed completely, watch out. Desire it. See, you know why you're not desiring it? Because you don't have it. But put yourself and think about your family members that did have it and did go through the series of chemotherapies and and did go through the financial difficulties. You know what? Cancer is not of God, it's of the devil, and we're going to undo the works of darkness and desire God to do good things. Someone say desire. Desire. You have to desire it. You have to desire to be used by God. You have to want it, cultivate an, an affection inside of you. The best way to cultivate an affection is by prayer and fasting because fasting gets rid of the old nature and old desires and prayer establishes a new one. Don't worry, it's coming up. First of the year, 21-day fast. Hallelujah. Praise God. You got to be happy about that. Psalms chapter 20, verse 4 says, May he grant you according to your heart's desire and fulfill all your purpose raise your hand if you've got purpose come on say i've got purpose say my purpose is to fulfill the will of god why did god give you all of those brains i know i know what i just said why did god give you the intelligence that you have the know-how the entrepreneurial spirit the ability to teach, the ability for detail, the ability to serve, the ability to lead, the ability to administrate. It was so you can make a difference and be a blessing. Now, no matter where that at, that is at in your life, if you want it to grow to the full degree of it and see God get glorified, then start desiring the anointing. Start desiring the anointing of God 
to come into your life. <laughs> For if you are the Spirit, if the Spirit of God begins to anoint you in your life and your desire is pure and you're truthful, your motives are right, God will fulfill that purpose and nothing can stop God from fulfilling it in your life. How many of you want to be using the gifts? How many of you would love to be used in the gifts? How many of you know what the gifts are? Because <laughs> I barely have anybody holding their hands up. Everyone should be want to be used in the gifts of the Spirit. Everybody has the ability to be used in the gifts of the Spirit. Everyone. Let me give you the secret. Are you ready? Here we go. 1 Corinthians 12 and 31. Read this with me. But, oh, you got your glasses on? Jeez. Small. Bigger, Haley, bigger. Repeat this with me. But earnestly desire. Say it with me again. But earnestly desire. The best gifts. And yet, I show you. A more excellent way. Someone say love. When you desire to love like God loves, by loving him, you have to pursue it. And when you desire the best spiritual gifts that will suit you for the moment, that's what that scripture means. Choose the best gift that will apply in your life at the moment or the area that you need it. Choose it. He said, earnestly desire it when you combine the two a love for God with a love for people and an earnest desire for the best gifts that apply for your problem because that's what the gifts are for. They're to solve problems. Can you imagine when, when you're, you're dealing with a circumstance that seems impossible, but the anointing comes on you and you speak a word and you pray and the gift of miracles comes in there? Come on, somebody. you got to realize we need the anointing. Can you imagine... As you're loving God and you love that person, stepping into an individual's life, praying for them, and the anointing heals somebody with the sickness the doctor said was going to send them to the grave. They only had a month to live, but you stepped in there anointed. So you got to believe that that's for you. Some of you have desires and you've had your imagination just, 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 you feel it, you see it, you find yourself praying for people. You find yourself praying the same things that are impossible. You find yourself prophesying. You find yourself in your mind operating. That's God giving you a desire. Now earnestly desire it for a good reason and good purpose to make a difference in people's lives. Someone say, I, God, use me. Come on, somebody say, God, use me. Here's the a, here's a third thing. You have to learn how to avail yourself avail yourself or make yourself available make yourself available to avail yourself means to prepare yourself mentally and physically prepare yourself that you are prepared you're looking and thinking ahead of time I promise you, God is not mocked. Whatever you sow, you're going to reap. So here's the secret. 
You have to avail yourself. It means you have to prepare yourself, make yourself available to God right now. And as you consistently make yourself available, then God, when the moment and the opportune time comes and the opportunity presents itself, you are prepared. There is no, oh my God, I gotta go on a, I gotta, I gotta go on a three-day fast first. Okay, I'll come pray for you, but give me a week. <laughs> pray for me. I'll come pray for you. Give me, I'll do it after our 21 days of fasting. And all you gave up was bread. <laughs> Give me another week. <laughs> so crazy, man. I remember uh, the first church I went to, uh, the pastor asked us uh, to teach us. During, in the mornings, it was different. Well, it wasn't really much different, but uh, the children were in their Sunday school classes, and the adults were in the sanctuary. And that morning, the pastor had asked us, he was doing a sermon illustration, so he asked all the teachers at certain different times to just come out of their classrooms and run through the church praising the Lord. Now, you know, I don't know, I forgot what he was teaching on. I don't know what it was, maybe spontaneous combustion, I don't know. But anyways, he, he, he asked us to do it, so the guy that I was supposed to, he asked me to go with him and go in the church and praise the Lord. And I got to be honest with you, I just got off of like, I think I was in the middle of a shutdown. I was working, uh, you know, I, I know what it is to work at those plants and do those turnarounds. And I understand the working man's position. I thank God for every working individual that comes on a Wednesday night and a Sunday morning. Thank God for all of our hardworking people. I, I really do appreciate that. <clears throat> I wasn't feeling my best. So... And I'm a brand new Christian, and I, and I looked at him. I said, okay, I'll go in there and run with you. Give me a minute to pray through, though. I said, give, some of y'all don't even know what pray through is, right? You never heard that term before? That's when you stay there long enough and pray so God can touch you again so you can feel normal. Because you feel awful. It's not that you've been bad. It's that you feel bad because your nature of the person who we really are our sinful nature makes us feel guilty when we're not, we haven't done anything wrong. So I was like, I, I don't want to do that. I'm going to be a hypocrite. I just don't feel like it. I don't feel like running and worshiping. I said, give me a chance to warm up. <laughs> he looked at me and said, warm up? Said, What's wrong with you? <laughs> I'm just being honest. Oh, he didn't give me time to warm up. And I went through that whole thing, jumping up and down. It was the most, it was the fakest thing you've ever seen in your life. I did not feel like it. I felt so dumb. I felt stupid. I've never felt so ignorant in my life. And I thought about that moment in my life, and, and it changed me forever. Because to myself, I thought, never again will I allow a challenge to approach me, like to worship God and praise Him and not feel like it. I know that hits you at times, but what happens when God presents you with an assignment and you don't feel like it? That's what happens to us. Our feelings get in the way and we have no belief, we have no desire, and we did not prepare or avail ourselves. We didn't prepare. 
We weren't ready. Now, I stay ready. Mira. Super Savior. Super saved. Mira. Super anointed. Super pastor. I like that one. Thank you. Prepared. Prepared. Get ready today because the anointing is going to give you an opportunity to see God move. Somebody say, anoint me, Jesus. Get ready to be anointed. Get ready to walk in it. I got to give you the secret. You see, some of you think just because you got saved, you're anointed. No, 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 no. It doesn't work that way. The anointing doesn't just come on you just because you've been forgiven and you're a good person. That's not how it works. No, sir, it doesn't work that way. Here's the truth. You have to pay the price. You have to pay the price. Again, it's important to state that the anointing requires a huge sacrifice on your part. Yes, you have to sacrifice Netflix. ESPN, Fox News, CNN. Why are you getting quiet? Okay, Disney Plus. I'm going to hurt some feelings right now. You're going to have to sacrifice and put some things aside. Because God needs you ready. And it's not going to happen by just thinking yourself anointed. That's the beginning. You have to believe. You have to believe. And see yourself. But once you believe, start desiring and cultivating that desire. Take action but pay the price because the anointing is precious. You got to realize something, folks. The anointing is what every patriarch and matriarch was looking into in the Old Testament, and they were searching for it, but never found it. David was looking for it. Abraham was looking for it. They were looking for the kingdom of God. Read Hebrews chapter 11 and you and I are sitting here in a new dispensation where God can anoint us and wants to use us while they gave their lives up for it, not receiving it. David was anointed at certain times, but it came on him, then it left him. Samson was anointed at certain times, but he felt it in two dimensions, his body and his soul. And he acted according to God's anointing that came on his life. But when he was done fighting the Philistines, it left. Had he been anointed in his spirit, see, that's, where th that's what they were looking for. They were anointed on the outside, but God has anointed us on the inside. And that is what keeps us going day after day after day. And you need to use that same anointing to develop a desire in your heart. 
That same anointing is required to give you strategy how to prepare, what to do. But to pay the price, it comes from right here. You're driven. You're driven. I got to close. Write this down. You ready? Write the, I got a few sayings here. I want you to write them down. If you're taking notes, the anointing you have not paid the price for will never manifest in your life. The anointing you have not paid the price for will never manifest in your life. Why do you think Jesus went and prayed like he did? And after he came out of prayer, what did he do? He went and healed people, delivered people, worked in people's lives. You were called to be anointed. Where do you need the anointing at? God wants to help you. That's what you got to realize. The anointing is there to help you. Are you weary? Are you tired? Let God anoint you. You're anointed. He wants to anoint you. How many of you need help right now? I mean, you need some God-given help right now. You need some direction. You need some inspiration. Here's another saying. Are you ready? Because we live in a generation. This generation specializes in shortcuts. So don't specialize in shortcuts because shortcuts will short-circuit all channels of the anointing. Shortcuts will short-circuit all channels of the anointing because you haven't laid the proper channel for the flow of God's Spirit in your life and there's something missing and that you need something to bridge the gap because shortcuts make you think that it just happens doesn't just happen just because you come to church doesn't mean you're anointed now I'm going to tell you what we need we need now the spirit of God is in this church you can feel God's spirit here at Covenant I'm so thankful for that but but we need more of an anointed atmosphere and that's the last one you must be in an anointed environment to maintain what you have You must be in an anointed environment. This is so important. I'm going to tell you something. I could never personally be in a dry church. I mean, listen, the word of God becomes bread, but I've also learned there is such a thing as dry bread and stale bread. If you're eating stale bread, dry bread, What do you look for when it's stale? What do you look for when it's dry? Something to soften it up. That's why you get the butter. Act like you don't eat butter. You're all, that's so fake. Well, we don't eat butter. The word of God becomes dry without the anointing without the Spirit of God to anoint it. 
This atmosphere has to be anointed because you'll become who you hang around. You'll become who you hang around with. Let me give you some points really quickly. I have more scripture, but let me let me finish this up. Saul, before he became king, Saul actually had a prophetic anointing come into his life when he met a group of prophets. Now, Saul wasn't a prophet. He was made to be king. But when he walked into the presence of a prophetic environment, you'll read this in 1 Samuel chapter 10, verse 6. The Spirit of the Lord came powerfully, it says, upon Samuel. And he prophesied. And he prophesied to the prophets. It was because Samuel stepped into an environment that was prophetic. When you step into the environment that's anointed, you pick up the same anointing. You pick up the same anointing that's in your atmosphere. Samuel, I mean, you know, Saul didn't know what to do. You know, operating in the anointing is very easy. The hard part is preparation. It's easy to operate under the anointing. It really is because God makes it so easy. He gives you the word. He speaks to your spirit. Uh, he moves on you. When you're praying for somebody, you don't even have to hardly touch them but the anointing will flow and hit them. Have you ever seen me pray for somebody they fall out? I never push them. I promise. I never push them. But something in me pushes and moves and touch because in my preparation time of availing myself, I kept and we keep pushing, pushing and pushing in. Pressing in. I don't feel like it. I'm so upset. I'm so discouraged. I feel depressed. Let's watch a movie. Let's order a pizza. Let's do whatever. I don't want to do anything. Let's stay in the house. It's easy to listen to this flesh, isn't it? How many of you can relate right now? It's so easy to listen to this flesh. But when you determine that, listen, I want to pay a price because what God did, he paid a price for me. And God died and he rose again and he gave his spirit. It came with the price. Therefore, you, can, you cannot try to approach God with a different mentality. It has to be the same mentality. It requires that, but you must be around people on a weekly basis, if not daily, that have the same spirit that you've got. If you hang around anyone else that's contradictory to that, when God wants to use you, you'll start operating like they function, talk like they talk, believe like they believe, and then you'll be persuaded differently. But listen, let me challenge you. Why don't you start setting the tone for your environment and start talking about God and let them become like you. Let them become like you. Yeah, let me tell you something. When you say, no, I'm not going to talk about that, if they left you and they're offended by that, they were never your friend to begin with. I'm just going to tell you. They were never your friend to begin with. You thought you had a friend. The problem we've got now, everyone is like rich in Facebook friends, right? We got the wrong idea about friends nowadays. Scripture says, faithful are the wounds of a friend because a friend will tell someone 
what's going to hurt them, what's bad for them, what's good for them. You want that kind of person around you. You want somebody who's going to help you and encourage you, build you up, and lead you in the right direction. You don't need to be around anybody else. Let me tell you something. I'm going to give somebody a warning. I feel this very strong in my heart. Do not think for one moment just because you're living a life of pleasure right now and God's not in it that everything's okay. He's not going to God's not going to judge you but I'm going to tell you what will happen spirits will make their way into your life and ruin all your relationships spirits will enter in and they'll come in through the back door and it won't be long that this relationship or whatever you're in right now will end up like everything else who am I talking to who am I talking to you need an anointing in your life You need an anointing in your life. You're tired of having the devil take away everything good in your life. If you're tired of having, listen, have you ever been here before? Let me give you, let me give you kind of a a, a hint. If you've ever been in a place before where you knew God had a blessing for you and God blessed you, but there was more than all of a sudden it was taken from you, and you feel like, man, why does this keep happening to me? It's like a cycle. How many of you know what I'm talking about? Someone gives you good news, but there's no follow-through? I'm telling you, that's a spirit. That's a spirit operating in your life because you have allowed it. And it's not about you being a bad person. It's really about you being tolerant. You have to have a zero tolerance for the devil and throw the first punch because whether you like it or not you're in the battle whether you know it or not and you're targeted and God wants to anoint you if you want to see the cycle stop then you stop take some time and begin to pray seek God and watch him anoint you because when the time comes I'm going to tell you something. There have been times in my life where I was weary, and I knew I was weary because I worked so much, and, and I got my mind occupied with things, even church stuff. And I felt hell was attacking me, and I, and I stopped, and I will stop. I will stop, and I will say, I've got to go to the house of God. And I will tell the devil, you, you, you got me that time. Hold on a second, because I'm, God's going to a fixing to anoint me. God is fixing to anoint me. And when the anointing comes on me, you better not be anywhere near where the Spirit of God is in my life. Because I'm fixing to release a word. I'm telling you. I'm fixing to release a word. I'm going to release fire. I'm going to release water. I'm going to flush out everything that's coming into my life. I'm going to pray that the fire of God falls and that will burn everything that's not like God. I know that God can because I desire for God to move and I'm going to sit them high and let God anoint me to see something. Come on, stand to your feet. Stand to your feet. The anointing is here. The anointing is here. God wants to anoint you. God wants to anoint you. God wants to bring some things to an end. God wants to establish some things. Have low tolerance for the devil in your life and get rid of him. Let's stay there long enough until the anointing comes in 
I'm going to tell you something. Some of you were designed and you are called to be highly anointed by God. But the enemy has slipped in. He's called you to be lackadaisical and you have lost it. But I'm telling you, today is the day to get it back. Someone say, I'm anointed. Say, God, anoint me. Lift up your hands in this place. Come on, lift up your hands. Surrender to his presence right now. We're going to open the altars. Don't leave. Stretch out your hands. On my left side, our staff will be here to pray with you. If you need to give your life to Jesus, come on down. Give your life to the Lord. If you need the Holy Ghost, you need to speak in tongues. You need the spirit of baptism. You need the spirit of God. You need deliverance. I'm going to be on this side with my wife on this side, and we're going to pray with you right here. The altars are open. Come on down right now. Come on down. Miracles happen when you move. Healing is coming in this room. Miracles happen when you move. Heaven is coming. Miracles happen when you 
Come on, let's give Jesus a hand clap of praise in this place. His presence are here. Lives are being changed. Lives are being given to Jesus. Who knows that there's nothing ordinary about what goes on here at CLC. When somebody's salvation takes place and their eternity changed, that's a reason to celebrate, amen? And somebody says yes to Jesus, hey, if this was your first time saying yes to Jesus, I just want to encourage you uh, that we have a gift in the back at Connection Center, and I said yes book, and I said yes Bible, um, a reading plan just for you, because we believe 